Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910 or 980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. If you have the smart speakers in your house, you just ask for the Rob O'Donnell Show podcast, and uh, you'll play the latest podcast as well. If you want to hear the show, just ask your smart speaker to play WILK News Radio, and it should be able to play it. You can listen live or, of course, at WILKNewsRadio.com. It's 3.09 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 61 degrees and sunny outside. Real nice day outside. So uh, take advantage of that. There's probably not many of these left, but they seem to keep popping up. So enjoy each one of them. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique sh- unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. So how's everybody doing on this Thursday, November 9th, 2023? Thanksgiving creeping up on us. Just a couple more weeks before we know it. You start getting your list, your shopping list of... Uh, what you're going to be making that day as far as, you know, snacks and nosh earlier in the day and then the big meal that night and then whatever you have for snacks and sandwiches. If your household is anything like mine traditionally, it's those uh, rye bread turkey sandwiches with some stuffing, some cranberry sauce, some mayo, salt, pepper. Nothing better than that the night of a Thanksgiving for that uh, evening snack. So hopefully you got your plans. Hopefully you got a lot of things going on for the holidays coming up. You're packing you know, buttoning up whatever you're doing before this holiday season comes. If you have kids in school, college, they're going to be coming home soon for their break. Hopefully, uh, you know, your family's whole again. It's, uh, I miss those days. Uh, mine will be spread out. We get some time together, but not much. A lot of uh, some breaking things today going on. Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia has announced that he will not be seeking re-election in 2024. It's a... Uh, I don't know, really not a big deal to, to most people, I don't think. But, you know, he is a senator. Will it make a change? Probably not. That's a pretty safe district, pretty safe state. He will, uh, it'll fare well. It's not like it will be changing hands or anything like that. But, you know, he played he played the middle on a lot of things to begin with. So, you know, more power to him. He says he's going to travel the nation and try to find some middle ground with America. I guess he couldn't do that as a senator, so... He's not seeking re-election. I guess he's had enough. And I, and I could understand why. Politics is vitriol these days. It's, uh, it's uh, hard to enjoy it, speaking to politicians that are there. And does that mean we're going to get less and less qualified people to do it? We'll see. We've also, out of the Middle East, we've had uh, what appears to be you know, a pause. They're really not calling it a ceasefire for the most part, it's just a pause where the IDF has said there are areas that there will not be any military activity to get humanitarian aid in. And we'll see how that goes. There were sirens earlier in parts of Israel that uh, to announce possible rocket launches. Uh, we'll see if, if the bad guys take advantage of this uh, pause for their benefit. I mean, they, they, we know they are. They will. And, and I would like to have seen it a little different. You know, I understand, you know, I'm looking at Bryant Park in New York City right now live, a pro-Palestinian rally for a ceasefire, anti-Israel rally, 
I mean, looking at the signs, you can't call it anything but. But that said, I, I wish it would have went a little different for this pause. I would have liked to have seen them say, okay, for every hour of a pause, you are going to release one hostage. That would have given you what is there, between two and 300 hostages, supposedly. You release a hostage an hour and we'll guarantee you a ceasefire as we bring aid to the Palestinian people through the means that are available to bring that aid. And the second you do not release a hostage on that hour, I'm sorry, everything starts back up again and there's no going back. So it's in your hands. Being, meaning Hamas and the government of Palestine, of, uh, of the Gaza area. I shouldn't say Palestine. That would have given them 12 days, 14 days of a pause to get aid in, but conditionally on you release one hostage an hour. 24 hostages a day. You know, let's do the math. Four days, that's uh, 100 hostages. Probably would have gave them about 12 days of pause. But there's something coming out of it. Not just the aid that we, real, we know Hamas is going to monopolize and use to their benefit. They're going to be moving their assets to their benefit. But at the same time, you will have the IDF using their intelligence to find out what movements and such are going on so when combat does pick up again they'll have a better idea targets and such like that but that, that's just me personally speaking to the military experts that i know they would have liked to have seen some kind of guarantee you're going to release a hostage an hour and there's no negotiation to that we don't get a hostage that hour i'm sorry it's off you will be to blame. We will let the world know you were to blame that a hostage wasn't released. And that's that. Again, just my, uh, my two cents as far as that's going on. You also have... Uh, you also have uh, impeachment proceedings against the Secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, that were introduced by Marjorie Taylor Greene based on the fact that she has constituents who were killed by illegal aliens. That's the basis for her. He was testifying yesterday. And to say the least, his answers were despicable. To say the answers of not knowing how many people on a terrorist watch list were released and are in America somewhere. But he can get that information, but he didn't have it. So we'll see where that goes as far as uh, that. Something that we have talked about here. And I know it's been touched on, but this new uh, Breeze Airways taking off out of Avoca to Orlando. I think eventually they'll be uh, departing on Wednesdays and Saturdays, I believe. Their first flight will be on Tuesday and Saturday. And I think they'll originally will be uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays with return flights each day. So round trips on uh, Wednesdays and Fridays. After their inaugural flight, which, will, again, will take place on Tuesday, the end of January, I believe January 30th, with the second returning February, the second flight being February 3rd, and then after that, it'll be Wednesdays and Saturdays. They're having a, a great deal on one-way tickets and 35% off round-trip tickets for this Breeze Airways. Now, Breeze Airways was started by the founder of JetBlue, I believe. It has a, 
a decent reputation if you look at the reviews on it. They fly out of some smaller airports and around. I believe Westchester's one the closest one to us. But it's it's a good start. I, I wish that uh you know, I was talking about this with a friend, and I'd wish that Breeze Airways would do something like I believe Frontier does, where you can get an annual pass for so many trips. You can purchase it up front. I believe you purchase it up front. It's 10 or 12 trips you could take. That would be uh, something to think about here with Breeze Airways, especially leaving right from here Wednesdays and Saturdays. It's, it's a convenient long weekend. I mean, you'd have to take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, but that, that's not bad. You're not taking a whole week. And I would like to see more. I would like to see this expanded. Like I said, Nashville. I would love to see a Nashville trip. Uh, people brought up Boston from here to Boston. You know, the Niagara Falls area. But Nashville, uh, Vegas. Uh, Vegas would be a little extended as far as timeline. But Nashville or Myrtle Beach, Savannah, Georgia. But uh, Florida's Orlando's a good start. But if they had, like, you know, pay the X amount of dollars, $300, I mean, based on uh, what is their, their opening uh, sale, I think is like $59 one way. So, you know, $300, $350, $400 for 10 trips to Orlando from, from Avoca Airport. I think about getting that. You know, take a couple trips a year. You know, I'm definitely going to take advantage of this out of this area. You know, I already spoke to my wife, said it's something we can easily do. Go down for a short trip. And, uh... You know, she was she was happy that that's back here. What well, it's been what five or six years since we had uh, steady service to Florida. I believe when Allegiant was still here, they're down in Lehigh Valley Airport, which I fly out of a lot because we just don't have the destinations here. But now that we do, I, I love flying out of this airport. I've taken it to Chicago. I've taken it, I believe, to Charlotte. It, they had some connecting flights there as well. But it's uh, going to be interesting. And like I said, it's this, the CEO of this Breeze Airway, I believe, was one of the founders of JetBlue's. And they're, they're what you get. I mean, as far as a discount airline, make no mistake, they are a discount airline. But I would say they're on par with a JetBlue. I would say at this point, as long as they don't start nickeling and diming, they're probably a, a step above a Spirit or a Frontier. But we'll see. Uh, like I said, I, I've looked at some reviews, and we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, it, it's it's definitely positive for our, positive for our area. And I want to know what you think. Are you going to be looking to take this Breeze Airlines from Scranton down to uh, Orlando? Does it entice you to take a you know a four day five day trip? Leave on a Wednesday, come back on a Saturday, or Saturday to Saturday. If you want to go down for a whole week, it doesn't have to be a short trip. But I think it's a great asset for our area. I mean, just in the past 10 years here, I've flown out of Stewart Airport, which is about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes away. From here, I've flown out of Lehigh Valley a bunch of times. You know, of course, for longer flights, I've flown out of Newark or Philly. They're both about the same distance for me. So it's it's give or take, depending on what's a direct flight. But I'm, I'm very happy that we have something here locally. 
Um, it's good to hear that they were in the background since they've lost it, trying to entice an airline to come here. I think it'll be good for our area. I think it'll be good for the people of our area as far as, uh, you know, a quick getaway. Like I said, come February, I kind of get those winter blues where I'm just kind of done with winter. You know, the holidays are over. January, I can kind of get by because it's like, but come February, it's like, yeah, this is just dragging on. It's just cold. It's just miserable. It's dark all the time. And I've kind of had enough of, uh, of the weather, of the cold, of everything. So it's a real great time to take a break. And you know, even if it's for four or five days or a week, whatever you can spare, whatever you can afford. I mean, the fact that it is a discount airline and it will be relatively cheaper than what we've seen in our area. Hopefully it stays that way. I mean, with the travel costs, the fluctuation of travel costs. I mean, airfare isn't cheap anymore. It's not like it used to be. You know, I was looking at uh, some quick trips to like a Myrtle Beach airport from locally. And where it's normally like $39, $49, $59, it was like $239, $249, And a real, really some sticker shock for something, you know, that's been normally very cheap to fly to. You know, I was looking at some regional airports. I believe it was Lehigh Valley to Nashville. It was like $49 or $59 one way. And that's what I'm talking about for our area here. Clearwater St. Pete, Jersey Devil's saying he wants to go. Um, Yeah. Uh, Allegiant out of uh, Lehigh Valley Airport goes direct to Clearwater, St. Pete, I believe. So it's, uh, you know, that's that's the options we have in this area, and that's only not too far away. It's another good airport to fly out of. But being here, I would much rather fly out of our local airport right here. So I wish, I hope they continue what they're doing here. I hope the residents of Northeast Pennsylvania take advantage of these flights to Orlando so it can show other airlines, hey, this is what you want to do. You want you want to promote this area. You want to do business in this area because you know the hardworking people in Northeast Pennsylvania the want to get away, and uh, we deserve to get away every now and then. So uh, you know we'll see what's going on. And so, yeah, Breeze Airlines. It's fifty nine dollars one way if you book by November for both twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. And I believe it's 35% off round-trip tickets. But you have to act on that quick. But again, they, they said that the regular price of these airlines will not be much higher. You know, they'll be a little bit higher. This is a sale. But, you know, I, th- I think $99 and less each way is reasonable for flying to Orlando, especially this day and age with the costs of everything going on. And gives you a little more leeway to stay at a better hotel or... Get an extra day park and the tickets if you go to one of the theme parks down there. But I'm glad to see it. It's good to see the airport directors here doing the right thing and going in the right direction. We'll take some calls when we get back. It's uh, 323 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 327, 60 degrees and sunny outside. Talking about the Breeze Airways, looking to do some round trip on uh, eventually Wednesdays and Saturdays from Wilkes-Barre Scranton Airport to Orlando International Airport. There are a couple, there are two airports in Orlando, Orlando International and Orlando Sanford Airport. This will be going to Orlando International Airport. Um, and somebody checked in, you know, was checking Breeze to Orlando. 
you play the flat flat rate, but then you pay for seat assignment, you pay for a checked bag. So by the time you get down to it, it and, and Allegiant is the same way. They do nickel and dime you on a lot of things. Now, Allegiant, I used to fly them a lot. They would charge you for your check bag and for your seat assignment. I could really care where I sit. But uh, I just brought a, you know, a carry-on, and then they charged you for a carry-on. And then I was just, because I was going for two days or maybe three days uh, with some trips, and then I would just bring a backpack with, you know, two days' worth of clothes. And then they started charging you for your personal item. So, you know, that's how they get you, and it, it kind of turns you off because at the end you're paying for a regular airline ticket from you would be paying for Delta, United, or all the rest. So it's really not a discount airfare at that point. If you're traveling without anything, hey, you're golden. It's a real cheap way to fly, but normally most of us have to bring stuff to, to live and to clothe ourselves when we get to where we're going. So they, they do get you that way. Let's go to the phones see what some people are thinking. We have uh, Holly from Hanover on Breeze Airways. Holly, how are you? Hey, I'm just fine. I'm calling uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, I would, I intend to use that quite a bit. Um, I'm intent, I'm intending to go to spring training this year in March, so um, I'll definitely use Breeze. Uh, but I wanted to let you know that uh, Breeze also uh, just announced that they are going to be having a, a charter flight from Charleston, West Virginia to Myrtle Beach. Uh, so it's possible maybe in the near future that there will be flights to Myrtle Beach. That would not, not, from, that would be good because uh, if they, yeah, if they see that the Orlando route is good and, and sp- listening to the the uh, the directors at the the meeting that they had yesterday to announce this, they said that I think it was almost an eighty percent or just above an eighty percent seat fill rate for when they were flying to or Orlando the last time. So you know the people from this area want to go down there. You, I mean, you said yourself you're going to use it quite often. Oh, yeah. I used to use it quite a bit to go to fly to um, uh, St. Pete. And I, could, I couldn't understand it when they stopped because I know the flights were always filled when, when I was, you know, on it. And I used to travel, you know, three or four times every, every year down to uh, St. Pete. Now, if there were but, flights to Myrtle Beach, would you take advantage of that to, to get down uh, there for a weekend or something or? I'm not a golfer, but I think I would just like to, to visit the area. I understand it's beautiful. Yeah. What about Nashville? Would you like to go there for a long weekend or something like that? I'd like to, I'd like to see Nashville. I've never been there either. But the other reason I wanted to call you was, um, and, and how I found out about this Breeze announcement, was that um, I, I did remember that Jim Justice, who is uh, a wonderful governor of West Virginia, is going to throw his hat in the ring. He's already announced it. He's going to try to take over Manchin's um, office. And Jim Justice is a Republican, and he's very well loved in West Virginia. So I think we have uh, the Republicans have a chance to pick up a Senate seat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, West Virginia is that. That's why Manchin kind of played the middle uh, as much as he could. West Virginia is solidly red. And uh, yeah. he has a very good chance of uh, moving on from there. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, I came to, to know him during the uh, COVID crisis. Um, he he uh, was on every day uh, announcing uh, deaths, and and uh, he would announce each person, and he would say, "Oh, it's with with great sadness that I announce." And he would give the person's name, what county she was from, or he was from and a little bit about them. It, it, it's just a very 
a wonderful guy, and he was once, if you remember, he was once a Democrat, and he switched to be a Republican, and he announced it during one of Trump's rallies. Yeah, I do. And, re- I do remember that, Holly. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I think you know, I think he would be great to the party. But as I say, the West Virginia is going to miss him as their governor because he's been super. And if you just look at his website, it's it's got all kinds of information. Um, for, you know, for the public to, to see. And the first thing was that uh, was that Breeze just announced this. So that's why I thought, oh, you know what, I better call and, and, and let Rob know that it's possible that, you know, if, if we use it enough to go to, to, go, to go to Orlando, that they might hook us up with, uh, with Myrtle Beach, too. Yeah, some great weekend destinations would be great, Holly. Who are you looking to check out at spring training when you go down to Florida? Oh, I'm a Braves fan. All right. I'm a, but I'm also Dodgers, and, and um, I've been there many times in the past and uh, with friends, and we would usually sp- uh, take a van down and drive around for two weeks and hit as many different uh, ballparks as we could and get uh, – I would always go to the uh, Rawlings out, uh, outlet in, down in Reading and get at least a dozen, if not two, um, dozen baseballs to get signed. So I have quite a collection, but I just like mixing it up with the with the fellas and talking with them and um, letting them know what a great fan I am. Well, it sounds great, Holly. It sounds like you're enjoying life. That's what matters, right? It surely does. All right. Well, thanks for checking in, Holly, and giving us the information. You enjoy yourself and call back again anytime. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. It's uh, 3.33 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It's 339, 60 degrees and sunny outside. Talking about a lot of things, uh, like we said, Senator Joe Manchin, who was originally a Democrat. I believe he switched independent. There were talks he was even going to go Republican. But he's not going to run for re-election. It's uh, safe to say that that will most likely stay or become a Republican Senate seat. If not, it'll be highly contested, I'm sure. So we'll see there, but... If you look at the voting history of West Virginia, it's been kind of, uh, which is why Joe Manchin had to, to play that middle of the road because if he was too too progressive, he would have gotten bounced a long time ago. And uh, you know he he played that independent role, and uh, that's not a bad thing. He he stuck to his guns regardless of the pressure from both sides. So we'll see where it goes from there. We're talking about Breeze Airways. This new airline that's going to be leaving from the Avoca Airport to Orlando. We have uh, Wayne from Einan on Breeze Airways. Wayne, how are you? Very good, Robert. Uh, your day sounds good, like it's going a little better than yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my comment on Breeze Airways. Okay, I'll be using that a bunch of times, I believe, because uh, my daughter lives in Palm Coast. Okay, and I go down to Smyrna right now out of Allentown. So it'd be better to come. If I could take it right out of here, straight down, that would be great. Absolutely, absolutely. I go down to, like you said, the Lehigh Valley Airport in Allentown. I take it all the yep. time to either Orlando, Sanford. I've taken it to the Clearwater Airport. You know, I've, right. I've, I've taken it a bunch of times uh, down yeah, there. Yeah, I, I get, I fly into Sanford most of the time. Plus, I go down to see the Cardinals uh, during the, the summer at uh, uh, so at their training camp and everything. 
So, so, so you're thinking you're going to take advantage of this airport, huh? Oh, I would definitely, definitely, definitely. If they sure, why drive to Allentown if we don't have to and go wind up the same airport nonstop? That's great. Well, it's a different airport. This always... goes to Orlando International, which is not Sanford. Orlando, Sanford. They're about twenty minutes. Oh, it ap- is okay. They're about twenty oh, minutes apart not... from each other, but they're they're very close. They're only twenty minutes yeah, apart I know, from each other. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. They're not that far apart. So, yeah, that would be very interesting. Uh, you know, because you're still going down Allentown, you're taking an hour, an hour trip, an hour and fifteen minute trip down. So it would work out good for me. Yeah, being local right be here, being local right here. If you can have a friend drop you off, then you're not paying for parking at the airport at all. Sure. Yep. Rather than driving, yep. you know, all the way down to Allentown and having to pay for parking right. for each day you're gone. Yep. I, yeah. I see it as a win-win. I'm glad it's back, and I think a lot of people are going to take advantage of it. I think we're going to be surprised. Yep. I think at some point it's going to be hard to get a seat on these planes. Yeah, my wife was just out in. Uh, Tom Coast with my daughter and everything, and she flew in Sanford. You know, so I'm just saying, say it's a. It would be definitely a plus for us, I believe. Yeah, and it looks like Breeze Airways is very similar to an Allegiant. So hopefully, yes, uh, you know, it's, it's yes, if you're it's, used to flying that, then it'll be pretty much the same from what yeah, I'm seeing. Yeah, kind of Allentown Allegiant. Allegiance is good. I have no problem with Allegiance. Yeah. I really don't. You know, because I don't have to haul a lot of luggage back and forth because I closed down with my daughters and everything. So it works out good works out really good. All right. So it's glad to hear you're going to take advantage of it, Wayne. I I, hear, I appreciate you checking in. Okay. You take care, my friend. Thank take you. Care. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye. It's uh, 343 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It's 346 here at the station, 61 degrees and sunny outside. Well, if you live in Scranton, your proposed budget uh, includes a 3.5% tax hike. That didn't take long after the election, huh? I I wonder if Mayor PGC had two budgets ready to go. One if the council sort of didn't go her way and one if it did go her way. Um, You know, it's not the first time she's offered an increase. I believe her last budget had a 3% increase request and the uh, council... The split council approved it at 2%, less than 3% that uh, Cognetti's administration was originally proposing. So, um, again, this would mark the uh, second increase hike in as many years. Again, she offered a 3%, requested a 3% tax increase last year, and it was reduced to 2% by the split city council. Well, this year she's got more of a majority on her side. Do they keep the 3.5%? Do they knock it down to 3% so they seem like the good guys and they're keeping the mayor under control? Or, um, you know, even less. But we'll see where this goes. The nearly $119 million budget for 2024 came after their, uh, comes as the city braces for a $3.2 million increase in its required pension contributions. Contributions known as the Minimal Municipal Obligation, the MMO. We'll also see police and fire standard salary costs climb by more than $1.6 million pursuant to a 2023 arbitration award for the respective unions. Again, you can look at that and you can say, well, the mayor allowed this to go to arbitration, didn't try to get ahead of it. But the 3.5 increase barely even touches those obligations. We'd rather have things consistent uh, and have people. This is what uh, what she's saying. We don't want a surprise for the, for the taxpayer. We'd rather have things consistent and have people bake in a two, 
three, maybe 4% increase on an annual basis as opposed to wondering when some larger increase is going to happen. Now, I understand if you live in Scranton, facing a three, four, two, three, four percent increase each year does add up. But as government grows, as costs grow, as just everything costs more, there has to be some increase unless you're doing away with something. And it's easy to say, well, we have to we have to do away with things. Oh, okay, what? You know, I had this conversation with a politician running in Wilkesbury the other day. Talked about that, you know, the budget was out of control. Okay, what exactly would you cut? So, you know, have that in mind when you're thinking of what you're going to do. You know, you want the city to progress. You want the city to continue. Now, I'm not saying a government should be out of control and expand and such like that. But you have to keep up with the times. You have to keep up with infrastructure. You have to keep up with public safety. You have to keep up with the services you provide and that the, the residents of your city have become accustomed to. So I do agree with smaller increases acro- uh, along the way rather than you try and hold out. And our school boards have been infamous for this. They hold out for three or four years so they can say, well, I never rose you, I never rose your school taxes. Well, and then somebody gets in and they say, oh, well, you need a 12% increase. That's not the way to do it either. That just smacks people across the head with a two-by-four. So I don't totally disagree with her, but that budget didn't take long at 3.5% increase. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 554 here in the station, 61 degrees and sunny. Um, coming up after the 4 o'clock hour, we're going to have uh, some people in the studio to talk about Greenfield Township Community Park and a Veterans Memorial that's going to take place this Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. I plan on being there. That's my hometown. So, of course, uh, we got to promote it. So we're going to have these ladies in the studio to tell us a little about the park and what's going to go on this weekend. Um, just when we thought, you know, we've been talking about the election a lot this week, just when we thought Luzerne County had got under the radar as far as their election bureau after some... Uh, Let's call them faux pas over the past couple of elections. And it looks like that there's some some issues there again. But in, in relation to the Wyoming area school board candidates, because Wyoming area school board overlaps uh, Luzerne County as well, there was a mix up in their uh, their ballots. So it uh, they're not sure what they're going to do. It has going if it's going to the court now. But the the county manager has uh, acknowledged the issue, and uh, even the candidates say, I understand people make mistakes, but I would like it corrected. Uh, I, I, don't feel, uh, I don't feel complete technically. It's over, uh, it isn't over. I need clarification. Uh, the Luzerne County manager, uh, Karakamo, said she, she would direct someone from the county election bureau to reach out to the candidates and Wyoming County election officials on Thursday today uh, said she, uh, she said a determination on whether there needs to be a special election has yet to be made. So they may be facing a special election because uh, two of the candidates were not listed on the ballots in Wyoming County, because it, in Luzerne County, because the Wyoming County School Board goes into both counties. There's the, the school district there falls into them. And what they're saying is the Election Bureau failed to tell Wyoming County to remove uh, one of the candidates from their ballot. So there was a wrong candidate on the Wyoming County ballot, and there were no candidates on the Luzerne County ballot. So it looks like um, they will be they will be um, needing to do something. So 
you know, it looks like there there is another issue there, uh, clerical in nature, but we really need to get get a concerted effort. And they're looking to get their manual together and standardize what happens in the Luzerne County Election Board. And this is one of the reasons why they should be doing that. And I'm glad they're going down that road. I'm glad they have someone looking into this. But it's just another election where there's another issue. And there were a few issues before this as well, you know, as we led up to this, where there were a couple of misprints and a couple of um, council races that didn't have the right districts and, and such like that. So, again, just another issue. When, when we thought Election Day went without a, a hitch, this should have been picked up beforehand. So, uh, you know, we'll see where that goes. It's... Um, Jake, am I good all the way till uh, the hour? Or? Yeah, I'm good. All right, well, we'll move on from there. We had the uh, Republican debate last night, and uh, it really didn't change anything in any way. You know, there were a lot of attacks back and forth. Um, Donald Trump's name didn't come up too much as far as that goes. But uh, Nikki Haley, uh, if you look at the results of, of what people thought about it, Nikki Haley... Uh, was impressive from what most people say, and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, they say pretty much self-destructed. He was on the attack most of the time. It didn't go over. It was more like he was running for a vice president spot than he was running as a candidate for the, the Republican nominee for president. That's the way I took it. That's the way I see a lot of political analysts are looking at it. There was a lot of back and forth, and you know that when, when the discussion about TikTok came up, you know, he he threw something out about her, her daughter, who is an adult. Her daughter's 25, but you know, shouldn't. there was really no need for that attack uh, when it comes to her using, having used TikTok in the past when she was younger because he uses it now as part of his election routine. One of the things that did come up, a question from Hugh Hewitt, who's a, a conservative radio host, was talking about the increase of our fleet, our naval fleet here in uh, America. Uh, there's been a big push to get our fleet up to 350, you know, speaking of Veterans Day coming this uh, this Saturday. Um, we have uh, the, the, the strength, the, the goal is to get our, our Navy up to a 350 ship or 400 ship Navy. We're not there yet. We're actually under 300 now. We're about 40 ships behind China at this point. China does have the biggest Navy, although they are untested to date. One of the things that I, I saw and I, I quote, I questioned to Hugh Hewitt himself in a, in a private chat was, we okay, if the goal is, and the candidates talked about how they would get to these more ships, how they, would, how they would get there, how they would be built. The problem is the Navy missed their recruiting goal this year by 20%. Their Naval Reserves missed their recruiting goal by even more than that, almost 40%. So even if they get the extra ships for our American Navy, how are they going to staff them when they have a recruiting issue across the board? I think the Marine Corps is the only service that met their recruiting goals this year. But the Navy missed theirs by 20%. So even if we increase the ship number and get them out there on the, uh, in the fleet, how are we going to staff them? Who's going to command them? Who's going to be the experts out there so we have the best and brightest out there protecting our nation? Because we, we truly do. So is it quantity or quality? And we have to make sure we have the staff to... Fill those ships if we put them out there. It's four o'clock here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after these messages. 